thank you for joining us today for A Boy Named Flynn. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, One World Group, a literary group. I'm Jackie Aguirre-Gross, and I'll be leading you through the adventures of Flynn. So sit back, close your eyes, and let your mind explore the world of Flynn von Longarine. Episode 3, Coast to Coast. Flynn and his parents enjoyed the view from the air. The plane was circling, waiting to land. The von Longarines spent wintertime in California. Long Island was nice, but the snow was a bit much. Dr. Braun spent some of his Christmas evening before the concert, preparing for the trip. Flynn always worked so hard. Dr. Braun and his wife wanted Flynn to enjoy some time in a climate where he could enjoy the outdoors and relax. Southern California was mild in temperature, and it housed some of Flynn's most favorite places. Aside from the amusement parks, Southern California had some of the world's most interesting museums. There were the tar pits, which fascinated Flynn, but the Getty Museum was Flynn's most favorite place to spend the day. The artworks there were priceless, and the facility seemed to go on for miles and miles. The museum was located near the coast, and coupled with the art, it made a fine place to draw a source for inspiration. Dr. Braun didn't mind doing things for Flynn or taking time to provide sources for inspiration for him to motivate his creative juices. Flynn practiced so hard for hours each day. This left little time for friend making. He wished they had the foresight to consider this when Flynn was a child. But who knew Flynn would become such a virtuoso? Who knew the lady in the toy store was a famous violinist who fell in love with Flynn and gave so freely of her knowledge to him? The plane landed in Orange County, and the Von Longarines made their way to Newport Coast. Flynn loved this house the best. He had a practice room here that overlooked the ocean. He had a couple Steinway pianos which he could play almost as well as the violin. Flynn also had the convenience of a recording studio in this home. His father, once realizing Flynn was so gifted, went all out. He wanted Flynn to have the best chance in life to be the best at what Flynn enjoyed doing. Flynn had already recorded one album. It was a smooth jazz album. The songs were written by Flynn and reflected the Southern California lifestyle. In Southern California, you could be enjoying lunch overlooking the ocean, and one of Flynn's songs would play over the radio. Flynn went up to his room carrying his suitcase. He then bolted downstairs and took his parents' bags to their room. That's just the way he was. Mom, your stuff is up in your room. It's all done. I'm going to relax in my room and just sit out a bit. Vinny smiled to herself. Okay, dear, but we're going to the store to grab some food for dinner. Is there anything you would like tonight? Flynn thought. Mom, could we barbecue? Dr. Braun overheard this and shouted, You bet! Put your swim trunks on. I'm getting the jacuzzi going. Flynn sat out in his balcony and looked out over the terrain to the ocean. The day was clear and bright. The ocean was bright blue. He stood up and walked to his piano. 
he began playing music that filled his heart. Something he hadn't composed yet was flowing from his fingers. He began drawing in the notes on staff paper he had left from the last time he was at this piano. A small voice popped into Flynn's consciousness. Flynn, have you settled in the other home yet? Flynn answered, yes, spirit. Here is a song. Can you hear it? I am hearing some beautiful music, a melody I never heard before. The song flowed through Flynn's mind into his fingertips. Soon he had the song transcribed with all parts of the melody and all instruments. Spirit had always been with Flynn. Just as Jay possessed some sort of magic, Flynn possessed the same. Ever since Flynn was a small baby, he could hear a voice. A voice that would calm him when scared. A voice that would lead him to good judgment and a voice that would help him create a vision of wonder. In his mind, Flynn pictured Spirit as a woodland being living in a forest of light. He didn't know what Spirit looked like, but he imagined a beautiful being with flowing hair and an elf-like appearance dressed in fine silk robes. Spirit guided Flynn in times of turmoil. Turmoil to Flynn was a feeling of loneliness. He had no other siblings and was homeschooled. Flynn was in the midst of completing his degree in music. His courses were online from a prestigious Ivy League school. Dr. Braun went to medical school there, and Flynn was attending for music. A degree at age 17 was amazing. How does this melody make you feel? I feel like I'm in a forest, and there is light flowing down from the sky between the branches and leaves and I'm sitting by a beautiful lake, and I'm at peace. As Spirit spoke, his words transitioned into the music. The melody made the listener feel just as Spirit described. It was a wonder to hear, and the creation of such beauty was as if Michelangelo was sculpting some raw piece of marble into a fine statue. Flynn finished that piece just as his parents were returning from the market. Flynn gathered his music together and came downstairs. I wrote a song while you were gone. May I play it for you as you get dinner ready, Mom? Flynn sat down at the piano downstairs and began to flawlessly play the song he just wrote. His father sat down and listened. He then stood up and picked up his guitar that was leaning by the fireplace. He looked at Flynn. Flynn nodded. His dad could improvise so well. He began filling in the song with his guitar. It was as if the song was practiced a hundred times. Perfect. Flynn looked at his father. Say, Dad, do you think we could lay down some tracks for this tune tomorrow? This sounds exactly as I envisioned it. And with your guitar, it completes the melody. Flynn could see spirit in his mind, swaying to the music with his light body and his hair flowing in the light. Marcus's plane finally landed in Orange County. His parents had come to the greeting area and had picked him up. It was hugs all around and a much joyous reunion. 
Michael, his brother, was not there, but Marcus figured he could speak to him later. He was exhausted from his flight. Once home, his family asked him about Berlin. Marcus filled him them in on his education, scholarship, and the youth program he and David and Jay formed to bring music to the younger generation. He also shared about the community outreach program they formed so that those who could not afford lessons could still learn. His parents were very proud of their son and they felt Jay and David were incredible people for Marcus to know. The day passed quickly for Marcus and in no time, Michael came home. It was at dinner that Michael was approached by Marcus about David's letter. The family sat down for dad's specialty, spaghetti and meatballs. Conversation always flowed in this household freely. That made it easy for Marcus to broach the topic of David. Michael, are you still working for the State Department? If you are, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Michael listened intently. Marcus handed his brother his phone. Michael took the phone and read the letter. He sat back in his chair quietly thinking. Michael returned from his thoughts. Do you have your laptop? Marcus nodded. He retrieved his laptop and handed it to Michael. Michael logged into the State Department, employee site. He clicked in a multitude of passwords for access. He typed in a request for an investigative inquiry. I don't know if this will result in anything, but it will take a few days. Marcus nodded appreciatively. The rest of the evening was family, food, and enjoyment.